You're listening to The Big Interview Show. That's right. You are listening to The Big Interview Show with me, Jeremiah, right here on 94.5 The Crossroads. And it's another exciting day to be with you here on the radio and another exciting addition, I must add, to The Big Interview Show. Got a lot of great guests over the month of July. Just running down the schedule real quick. Coming up on July 16th, Rebecca Parton of the Wildwood Theater. Coming up on the 23rd of July, I'll be having Melissa Bond of the Whitley County Fine Arts here on the air. And at the end of the month on July 30th, my guest on the big interview show will be Eric Skelly of the University of the Cumberland's swim team. We'll probably have some more guests and uh, special air dates as well throughout the month of July. So uh, be sure and like the Facebook page for more updates on that. Like I mentioned earlier uh, in my previous show on the air, I've got a great guest today here as well. It's my pleasure today to be joined by Lee Sharp of A Common Ground Coffee Shop, which is located right here in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Lee, thank you so much for taking time out of your morning to be on the air here with us. Thank you. Hey, it's it's great to have you on the air. Is this your first time on the radio? Yes. Awesome. That makes it even better, even better. Well, if you don't mind, uh, for those of you that that don't know Lee at all. Lee, could you tell us just a little bit about yourself, where you're from, where you grew up, uh, that sort of thing? Uh, my name's Lee Sharp, and I'm from Paris, Kentucky, up in Bourbon County, which if you don't know where that is, just look at Lexington <laughs> on the map. We're a little bit north of it. We're okay. a tiny little sleeper town there. Um, lots of horse farms, lots of cows, lots of big open fields. I mean, the general just rolling countryside. Um, Graduated from Bourbon County High School back in 2010. Mm -hmm. I'm a senior here at University of the Cumberlands. I'm in the religion department with a missions major. That sounds great. That sounds great. And uh, before we talk about your your duties at a common ground coffee shop, which obviously will be the bulk of our time together this morning, uh, how did you become a student here at the University of the Cumberlands? How did you find out about UC? And then what ultimately led you here? a little bit of an interesting question um you see i actually had never really heard of cumberland's Mm -hmm. until my senior year of high school and the lovely admissions here shout out to them (laughs) that's um, right with their wonderful campaigning of sending hundreds of flyers all over america (laughs) every just everywhere all kinds of propaganda um in your mailbox in the mailbox at the church my youth minister actually got a letter from cumberland's and was just they were basically just doing a little bit of i guess a campaign with churches and whatnot and youth ministers and figuring out youth that are going into college and they sent him a letter and he had heard lots of good things he knew had quite a few friends from cumberland's and so he suggested that i go check it out um and during that time, I really didn't have a plan. Um, there was no real like, oh, this is what I want to do with my life, sort of three-year plan, five-year plan. I didn't have a two-day plan at that point. <laughs> um, and so came down here to Cumberland's, checked mm-hmm. it out. I was like, okay, this is kind of nice. Um, my advisor was Matt McQueen. Um, oh, yes. He was on this show uh, a couple of weeks ago. Yes. And um, so he would... Um, I, hooked up with him and um he would 
send me text messages almost every week asking me if I had any sort of question, anything that I needed to be answered. And I'd looked at a couple other colleges and I decided, hey, I really don't know what I'm going to do yet. So I'm just going to go back through. I'd had three colleges. It was University of Cumberland's, Campbellsville, and Moorhead. And so I thought, all right, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go back a second time to these colleges, do like a more personal visit, and I'm going to figure out which one stands out the best. And so the first one that I came back to was here at Cumberland's. And I wrapped up, um, I think it was raining or snowing that day, and it was doing some sort of inclement thing, which (laughs) is very common here in Williamsburg. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. And Matt actually, he just says, all right, just hop in my car. And we did a tour around campus in his own personal vehicle, and it was just kind of fun just I guess having that freshman, you know, that yeah, there's high no- school that's just like, oh, my gosh, there's this college guy who's driving me around yeah. in his car. This is so cool. And I finished that day. We were pulling out of Cumberland's, going past the big sign, getting ready to get back on the interstate. And yeah. I looked at mom and I said, this is this is it. I don't want to look at the other schools. And that's she says awesome. it was a moment where she goes, well, how do you know that? And I go, I just I just know there's something down in me, that gut feeling of just let's go with it. And see where it takes us. And when you know, I think you know. That applies to a lot of things. Yeah. But yeah, and obviously it's worked out pretty well for you. Very well. Very, very cool. Well, it's it's great to to have you here on Canvas. I know you're a, a valuable addition to, to this campus and this community. And uh, we are here mostly to talk to you about your your duties at a Common Ground Coffee Shop, uh, which is uh, located right here uh, in Williamsburg, Kentucky, just off Main Street. Uh, and uh, it's been open f- for how long, would you say, Lee? Off the top of your head. We opened up about halfway through February. Okay. Um, for that first semester of school there that was happening, first few months, we were only open on Saturdays. Yeah. And we kind of had that soft start of a business. We were very cautious and saying, I don't really know if this is going to work. I mean, you know, yeah. you assume there's going to be a lot of coffee drinkers, but you're like, I really don't know if there's going to be that many people who are really Mm -hmm. that interested in coming to get a cup of coffee and so we we tested it out um summertime hit and we looked at our plans and we said you know what if we're going to do this let's do it let's kick it into full gear and so we opened up more hours and that's where we stand today that's great you know and uh, for for people that are not familiar with a common ground coffee shop uh, the address which i guess i should give some listeners at 219 south fifth street right here in williamsburg and uh, is actually located in the basement of Cornerstone Community Church. And we'll talk about how that kind of happened in just a little bit. Uh, but opened uh, a good bit throughout the day. Uh, for example, today you're open from, what, 7 to 10? And then also this evening from 6 until 10. Until 10. Okay. So, there, I mean, there's a lot of opportunities, especially uh, during these summer hours, to go and check it out. Uh, and, and huge blocks of time as well to just go kind of sit and hang out and, and meet other people as well. It's a very cool thing that you've got going on down there. Um, the big question for today is is ultimately how did you end up kind of being, uh, I think that the correct term is barista. Uh, how did you end up, in other words, managing uh, a common ground coffee shop? Because if you go, and I've been many times you're always there. How did you end up in that role? Um, it was last, well, I guess last November, really, not mm-hmm. December. Um, Cornerstone had been um, praying about and talking about getting a coffee shop for about three years now. Yeah. Um, and they had come up with a the plan. They had gotten everything together. Um, 
Cornerstone had put a lot of work in. They've completely Absolutely. remodeled the basement. If you have not been down to Cornerstone's basement recently, you need to go check it out. Drastically it different. It is a, a yeah. it's a completely different world down there now. Um, and so It looks like a coffee shop. It does. <laughs> <laughs> I guess that was the goal. Um, but they had been praying about it yeah. and... There had been a few people who had been interested in possibly mm-hmm. helping run the shop and get it going and all the different jobs that come along with that. And I guess just through different circumstances, people just going on with their lives, people you know having children, doing this, doing that, going on vacation and all these different things, everyone's lives were very busy. And um, it was during around that time that they were getting ready to open up and get the shop finally going that um, me and a couple of friends had been joking around with each other about the idea of a coffee shop in Williamsburg. Yeah. And we we had um, just kept joke. I mean, honestly, it was it was a really bad joke and it just kept <laughs> running and running and running. And a few weeks later, eventually, we all just kind of looked at each other and said, well, you know, what if we did do it? And so we thought, well, you know, let's go let's go talk to Cornerstone. You know, we. We go to the Cornerstone on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. That's somewhere that we visit a lot. We know a lot of the people there. We know they have this business plan for a coffee shop, and that's what they're doing. And if we ever wanted to do it, what better place to go to talk to than somebody who's planning to do right, it? Right, It just makes you sense. Know, you know what I mean? Like, I was thinking maybe I could go in and say, hey, I'd like to be trained to maybe help mm-hmm. you guys out or different things like that. And we sat down, and we got to talking, and by the end of about a almost a two-hour conversation, um, we were discussing the ideas of, well, if you're really wanting to do this, how would you feel about just managing for us and yeah. running the place? Wow. And that obviously was a big deal right, to just be kind of thrown at you at that point. But um, we took December, decided we're going to go back, we're going to pray about this, we're not going to make any sort of, we're not going to jump. Don't be the, hasty. Exactly. Right. You don't want to jump the gun here. And so we stopped and just prayed about it. And we came back in January. We said, I gave him the go ahead. I said, sure, I'll do whatever it takes. That sort of mentality. Just, wow. sure, let's go for it. Kind of that, again, going off that gut feeling, which got me here to Cumberland to begin with. Just another gut feeling of, well, this feels like what I'm supposed to be doing right now. And there are opportunities there and they're needing help. I'm wanting to do it. Let's go on and connect the pieces, put the dots together and go for it and so now I've kind of adopted that and this summer um, it was just a thing of we're working with them yeah. and it was just like well everybody else you know <laughs> I hate to say that I don't have a life but everybody else seems to have one that's a little <laughs> bit more busy than mine and it can just conveniently worked out that I could be the guy that could be there all the time. And, and I've got to say, because I hope people tell you this all the time, and I'm not just saying this because you're on the show, but but I hope I hope people tell you you're doing a great job, um, because if you go to if you go to the coffee house, people are smiling, people are having a good time, and everybody likes the drinks that they order, and that's a nice thing too. And and a lot of that, you know, uh, uh, I got to give you some credit there. So very well, thank cool. You. Um, I, I had a question for you that that 
if I'm being honest, I, I totally know the answer to, but let's pretend I don't. Oh, okay. Uh, how did the coffee shop end up opening in a church basement? You know, I know that uh, that's kind of an unusual place to find a coffee shop, even even in small town Kentucky. But uh, at the same time, obviously, there was a huge need for a coffee shop. Otherwise, you wouldn't be having the business and the community that you created there. Um, so it's filling a huge void. Uh, in, in our area, and, and it's been very popular. I mean, you've got 300 likes on Facebook, by the way. So oh, that, that, that just in, came in last night, actually. That in itself is proof, I think. But um, like I said, a, a church basement, kind of an unusual place to have a coffee shop. How did how did that end up being the location for, for Cornerstone opening uh, Common Ground? Well, Cornerstone had been obviously planning on this thing for three years. They've been putting a lot of thought, a lot of energy, a lot of money has been donated to be get the coffee shop to where it is and um obviously the ideal spot would be to get a spot downtown mm -hmm. that is obviously the the thing that you'd want to do um but with i guess real estate money always has to play a factor yeah downtown spots it was looking just a little bit too pricey to be able to pull this off mm -hmm. and we, they didn't obviously i'm the one managing it and i started a little while back and you know what I mean? To run a shop downtown, you're going to want a full-time staff. You're going to want these different things that we don't quite have yet, just to be honest. Mm -hmm. We don't quite have the capabilities of being a shop that's open 24 hours a day. Right. You know what I mean? I'm the only one there that's <laughs> making mochas and cappuccinos. But yeah. eventually the goal would be to move downtown. But with Cornerstone, it was just an idea of saying, look, we don't have the finances for that right now. But what we do have, we have this facility, we have our lower level. It's not really, be, I mean, it gets used for Sunday school and classrooms for the little kids during church. Mm -hmm. And it says, you know, we've got this area. It's a good spacious area. We've got a sound system hooked up down here. We've yeah. got a te we've got a giant pull down screen. We've got all these tables that we're going to bring in and let's just utilize the space that we do have. Yeah. And a and kitchen already there. A kitchen well, already yeah. conveniently there. And so it was just a matter of saying, we don't really have the money for this, but this is what we do have, and let's make the best that we can with it. And I think that's a great thing too. I mean, uh, we could talk about stewardship, but you know, just realizing a, a space that that uh, you could use was, was kind of already there, and that way the grand experiment. I mean, it's still costly to open a coffee house. I, I don't want to downplay that, but no. to be able to to open it, um, you know, in an area that you already own, that you're already familiar with, had to be. I would imagine easier than if you had said, we're going to buy this building and, and renovate it and rent it and clean it and install a kitchen. And, you know, and, and obviously it's worked out really, really well. Um, I've already j I just said that it's worked out really well. But how would you say the response has been over the, the past few months at a common ground from from uh, your your point of view looking out? From my point of view of behind the bar there, the yeah, counter, the yeah. whatever you want to call it. What's the response it? been from, from people um, coming in? A lot of people have been enjoying it. Um, news has been slowly spreading. I see new people, well, honestly, every day. That's um, there's always a new face down there. Somebody's brought a friend. Somebody's told some of the campers that are here up on campus and yeah. they've brought their youth group down. I see youth ministers. I see pastors. Um, had a lot of different responses from different churches who just are looking for a place to hang out. Um, and it's almost all word of mouth that's uh, generating the buzz. Other than Facebook and Twitter and the few little pieces of paper that I've <laughs> thrown up around town, honestly, 90% of our advertising is just 
people talking. That's amazing. Uh, nothing better than word of mouth, though. Nothing. But, but that's great. That's great. Um, and because I think I think there was, you know, I think if I'm being honest, at least for me, a slight worry, you know, will people that maybe um, don't attend Cornerstone go to a, a coffee shop in a church basement? But it uh, turns out they will and they will in droves. Um, you mentioned that uh, you you are uh, the, the only person that makes uh, uh, mochas and cappuccinos and things like that. I was just curious, Lee, if, if you had any kind of special training uh, involved or if you maybe you worked at a Starbucks or, or something like that in the past. Oh, well, I say I'm the only one. Um, <laughs> I do have people that trained me. Um, okay. There's Vince, um, who was in charge of a common ground down in Jellico. Right, which was open a few years which ago. Which was open just a few years yeah. ago. This, we're actually using the same equipment, the same name. It was something that Vince, he gave to us, and he said, I want you to run with this. And so Vince obviously comes up when he can, yeah. when he can make it up from his job down in Jellico, and he likes to get behind the counter and make his own drinks and make drinks for other people. I guess kind of reminiscing from the other day, older days. Yeah, then, yeah. Um, because it's, I mean, it's his machine. It's his machines. To, you know, he's been with them for years. I've had it for, you know, half a year now. Um, so I've been becoming friends with the machine there. And, and if, if you want to see a picture of this this grand coffee making machine, by the way, you can uh, visit a Common Ground Coffee Shop's Facebook page and you can see it right there. It looks complicated. Anyway, so, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would have no idea what to do, but continue. And there's, um, then there's also Brett. Um, who recently moved and then there was there's also spoon and then um tim who is the worship pastor there mm -hmm. has been getting trained to work the machines and whatnot and so what we're doing currently i'm the person who's i guess they're the most um mm -hmm. i'm not sure i have the most training vince obviously would hold that and spoon's a little bit up there higher than i am but i'm there i'm working um i'm working on training some more people um that i haven't revealed yet but we're holding that ba information back till we can <laughs> Assume that we can secrets. get some secrets so that we can get something a little bit more solid. Secrets, you say. Secrets. Okay. Um, but um, for me personally, training has been 99% on the job. Mm. Um, just working there at a Common Grounds. No, I have never secretly worked for Starbucks before or any other coffee shop or personally be just being honest any restaurant in general um my job experience has been mostly working with appalachian ministries and um doing some freelance yard work here and there back yeah. in my hometown um so a lot of the training a lot of the practice um has been on just, the job. just on the job yeah. there working and um YouTube can teach you a whole lot of things. You know, it can. We usually, you know, for some reason, our culture uses YouTube mostly to watch funny videos of cats. But you can actually learn some things there. You're totally right. You can learn just about any skill that you really need to. There's experts all over the world just constantly just putting up videos on how-tos to do this and that. And obviously, I learned a lot from Vince and figured out how to do a lot of the stuff from there. But some of the little things, the techniques, the the minor details of it all that kind of make the coffee as good as it is, is just practice, technique, and YouTube. Great. I've got uh, uh, something I, I wanted to, to do with you. Just talk a little bit about uh, a Common Ground Coffee Shop's menu, um, because I think, especially for somebody maybe listening to the show that hasn't been yet, I uh, want to let people know kind of the, the variety that you are offering there. 
Um, and and uh, for somebody that uh, maybe isn't as familiar with coffee, maybe you can also kind of break this down for me. All so right. obviously you can get coffee. That would make sense. Yes. Uh, you can also get uh, a latte. What's a latte? A latte. Put me on the spot. We're going to oh, do a coffee hard. quiz here. Coffee quiz. A latte is made of espresso, foamed milk, and then there's a little bit of foam on top. Um, that's just a traditional latte um, espresso. If you're curious to what that is now, that's a little bit of an out there term. But espresso is, well, I guess it's starting to become more of a home term. Yeah. But it's essentially concentrated coffee. That's the best description that I can give for it. Is it's intense. It is it is intense. You, there are a few people that will come down and will get straight espresso. <laughs> um, they are very brave people. I have tried it myself. It is very bitter, very strong, and it will wake you up very quickly. There's there's a Duck Dynasty episode. I don't know if you watch Duck Dynasty, oh, yes. but but where where they order all those expressos, they get straight expressos, yeah, and that's funny. It really is, and their reactions. I, you know, normally you would watch a television show and you see somebody's reaction. You go, oh, they're just you know they're they're, they're overreacting yeah, for television. Playing, playing it up. For Honestly, the game, right? going back and watching that episode, I actually saw it just a few weeks ago. It really doesn't look <laughs> like an overreaction. Espresso really is that strong. I'll make sure not to get that thing. Uh, you got cappuccinos. What's cappuccino? Cappuccino, very similar to a latte, um, but it's one of those drinks that has been, I would say, abused a little bit. Um, okay. A cappuccino is typically not what most people would think it is. Um, a true cappuccino, if you're looking at it from the traditional side, is going to be one-third espresso, one-third foamed milk, and then one-third foam. And then if you're getting into a more extreme traditionalist, mm -hmm. it is espresso and foam. There is nothing like that. So if you've ever been to Starbucks or been to any of the co other little coffee shops and you got a cappuccino and you get your cappuccino and you're like, all right, I'm ready to start the day. And you get in your car and you put it in your cup holder and you drive about 10 minutes down the road and you look back at your cup and all of a sudden your drink is about half as full as you yeah. remembered it being. You go, I didn't even take a drink yet. Did they yeah, what to, happened to my drink? What happened to my drink? Right. That coffee shop just tried to rip me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's essentially what a cappuccino is. That's where I guess all the bubbles are popping in the car there. But uh, <laughs> Now, how do you get the, the kind of um, foamed milk? How, how do you create foamed milk? The foamed milk? Um, if you go to our Facebook page and you look at the uh, espresso machine, or if you come down there anytime, you'll see me making drinks with, with foamed milk all the time. Um, we have what's called a steam wand. That and, sounds um, magical. <laughs> it makes some pretty magical drinks. Um, a steam wand. Yes. Continue. Um, it's attached to the side of the machine. Um, it sounds like something you would order in an infomercial. <laughs> it does. Um, it's attached to the side of the machine, and what you do, what or what I do, I guess, not what you do. I'm making the drinks for I you. I won't do it. You, you can't know. make me. Continue. But um, we have our tins that we fill up with milk, just regular cold milk you can yeah. buy at Walmart. In general, we use whole milk, we use skim milk, we use half and half, depending on the drink that we're making. Um, depending on if you want it on the lighter side or the more heavy side. And um, what the steam wand does, obviously, is it puts out steam. And um, essentially, you stick the wand into the milk, you turn the steam wand on, and it sends the milk in a, I guess, that clockwork spiral sort of thing. Yeah. It heats the milk up to about 160 degrees, which heats the milk. Obviously, it heats the milk. It makes the foamed milk, but then it also creates a 
layer of foam on top. And depending on if you're getting a cappuccino, I'll make a little bit more foam on top when I'm heating it up. Or if you're just getting the regular latte, I'll try and hold the foam back. Hmm. Well, that's that's interesting. I, I never would have guessed that. I always wondered how do you get how do you get that milk on the top. So that's neat. Uh, so a common ground coffee shop. We, we've said they have lattes, cappuccinos, obviously coffee. Uh, you're also offering hot chocolate. Uh, drip coffee, a uh, selection of, of hot tea, uh, chai tea, and several varieties of that. That's usually what I order in case for some reason somebody really wants to know that. Uh, you're also offering uh, iced coffee, iced mocha, uh, iced uh, cafe caramel, and also a, a warm cafe caramel. Uh, you're also serving uh, cafe breve. Is that how you say it? I might a be brevet. Okay. Yes. What is that? A breve is essentially exactly the same thing as a latte but we use half and half so it has it's a thicker drink so um, you get the cream and the milk a little bit creamer okay. it's just that thicker drink it's sweeter it's got a little bit more calories um so breve is a fancy way of saying we put more calories in your drink you know hey, but, the, but you know you want that but it's good sometimes you want that rich drink though i think that's fair uh, you also uh, a lot of times will have uh, you know muffins or scones or something like that. Yes. Uh, smoothies is something you also offer there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, looking at your menu, this may have changed or may uh, be uh, seasonal, but right now I'm looking at wildberry, strawberry, and peach. Is yes, that right? That is correct. Those sound great. I haven't had one of those yet. Uh, and you're also offering uh, what's called a blended cream. And for our listeners that that aren't familiar with with what that might be, obviously there's some cream there, and we're blending it with something. Uh, but what's a blended cream if I order blended cream? Because you have all these varieties. You've got Belgian chocolate, cookies and cream, New York cheesecake, peaches and cream, strawberry banana, a frozen hot chocolate, and cake batter, uh, which are all uh, drinks intended to, as your menu says, chill you out. What's a blended cream, Lee? Uh, blended cream, the best description that I can give you is it's somewhere in between a milkshake and a smoothie. Um, if you're at many other coffee shops, you would refer to them more as, I guess, a frappuccino. Um, and okay. that's also what our blended coffees are. Which Starbucks probably has yeah. copyrighted or something or trademarked. Probably. I'm not really sure. Anyway. It wouldn't surprise me. They, they like to do that sort of thing. But anyway. And so there's the blended coffees, which are more frappuccino. We have everything. There's mochas, pralines, and cream. Uh, there's a variety of different drinks. I honestly can never remember all of them off the top of my head. And then there's the blended creams, which do not have coffee in them. And that's something that... You know, you hear the word a common ground coffee shop and you think, oh, okay, they have coffee. Because if you don't like coffee, you think there's nothing there for me. That's not really there for me, which honestly is farthest from the truth. Um, About half our drinks are coffee, but the other half, we've got smoothies, we've got blended creams. um, That's what I was going to say. Just looking at this menu, there's as many non-coffee drinks as there are coffee drinks. So Mm -hmm. uh, a huge variety for for especially something that's operating out of a church basement. Uh, one more thing I wanted to ask about your menu, just because I don't know exactly how this happens. How do you make a blended coffee? Because you also have a lot of different f- flavors of, of, of blended coffee, uh, like uh, chocolate and peanut butter or pumpkin spiced or, or something like that. How do you make a blended coffee? What's that? Our blended coffees are made actually the same way as our blended creams. Okay. Um, Essentially, a blended coffee or a blended cream is made up. We have some mixes that are in the back that have a variety of different things. We get them from a very, um, they're actually big train, which doesn't really mean a whole lot to a lot of people out there, but they company means a whole lot to me. They're one of our biggest people that we order stuff from, and they get send us all these different mixes, and they're made with just, honestly, the mix, some milk, and ice. 
and um, just different proportions for different sizes. We mix them up, we get them together, and send them out to people. And something that we also do down there um, as a more, I guess, customized, we always love to customize. Um, if you ever come down to the coffee shop, this is just a thing for if you're thinking, well, I don't know if they'll have something I like, yeah. I will do my absolute best to find what you like. And if there's something you think, you know, I wish that I could have this flavor in this coffee with this much of this and this much of this, by all means, tell me exactly what your wow. taste buds are wanting wow. and I will do my best to figure out exactly which drink you want. Um, and then we also have some new stuff done at the shop, which actually hasn't made it onto our Facebook page. Well, it has, but it hasn't made it onto our Facebook menu yet. Uh, okay. And, um, and by the way, uh, people can go to facebook.com slash common ground Williamsburg and find that Facebook page, or you can search for a common ground, common ground coffee shop there in the search bar. Uh, are you talking about uh, the thing that has the big picture? Yes. The yeah, large picture of the truck. There's a big, uh, a big giant kind of almost tractor trailer sized truck, uh, parked by a common ground coffee shop. And, and, uh, what's, what's in that truck? What are you serving now? Uh, that was very exciting. Um, this last week on Friday, actually, is when the truck came by um, with the large pictures of, uh, I guess what they say is the new Southern Bell. But we are now serving Southern Bell's premium ice cream mm. down in our shop. And we have vanilla, chocolate, and Oreo. And I say that in a way of saying it is it really is as good as you might think. And that's just not me saying, oh, well, you know, I work there. Of course I'm going to say everything's good. This stuff, the chocolate is, you can taste that. It's like a darker chocolate you can taste. And then the vanilla, you can taste the vanilla bean. And Oreo, Oreo is just self-explanatory. <laughs> Can't go wrong. And, and that's exciting to, to be able to, to offer that as well on your menu. Uh, and that started... This last Friday. Oh, just a few days ago. Yes, then. it was very recent. Very new information, which is what we like to do here on the radio. Uh, Lee, we're going to take a real quick break. Thanks for, for playing along with my coffee quiz. I am so much more enlightened, and I hope our listeners are too. You're listening to The Big Interview Show right here on 94.5 The Crossroads. are listening to the big interview show i'm joined today by lee sharp of a common ground coffee shop i know so much more about coffee and about what uh, what you're ordering there 
And, uh, you know, one thing that I like about a Common Ground coffee shop, and I would want our listeners to know about it, is while you're, you're certainly about serving premium ice cream and high-quality hot and cool drinks to, to people that come in and buy them, you, you want to be more than, than a business. Can you talk just for a minute, Lee, about uh, kind of the, the overall vision and goal of uh, a Common Ground being more than a place you just get coffee and leave? Yeah. Um, if you... When you first enter the shop, um, which we're, if you're curious or you don't know about that, um, we're right on South 5th Street. That's mm-hmm. where, if you're unaware of what South 5th Street is, if you're on Main Street and it forces you to turn, you found our road. Yeah. Um, you head straight ahead. You'll see Cornerstone Community Church entrance and parking. We've got a little parking lot yeah, there around parking back. Parking is in the back uh, around behind back. the church. Yep. And our entrance is right back there as well. Um, you come down a set, sta- set of stairs and right there as you're coming in you see our mission statement right next to a giant logo of ours and um that's also where we have our community board so you can see upcoming events Mm -hmm. and whatnot like the wildwood theater is posted up there right now um but right there on our mission board this is our i guess our goal our aim our direction at which we want to go but our mission is to be a neighborhood coffee house that cultivates that environment of community belonging and um just invites people in to come together and hang out and invites a community of community belonging and um and then in doing that what we aim to do which might not be the usual thing for a business but we our biggest aim with that community is to deepen people's lives um all in the name of jesus and that's just something that we aim to strive for and we just want to kind of make people's lives a little bit deeper and help them be able to come hang out and have that comfortable space and be able to talk with friends, talk about current issues, yeah. politics, really whatever you want to talk about. Listen to our music that we've got going on in the background, which we've been expanding our soundtrack here recently yeah. of music and um, just a comfortable place, comfy couches, come hang out and sit. Yeah, and I think, you know, that's something that uh, people might miss if, if they just hear that there's a coffee shop open, that, that you really encourage people to to meet people they don't know and to, to hang out and really kind of for the, the coffee shop to be a community hub where people can just kind of be together and, and really form more of a, a close-knit community and to be able to do that in a Christian environment and, and to do that in the name of Jesus while having a, a, a an iced mocha or a, a hot cup of joe or whatever they might want to enjoy. Um, one thing uh, else that, that I wanted to, to be sure uh, and and tell our listeners, and, and maybe you could, Lee, instead of me, um, is that you also have different events that, that are going on at, at the coffee shop. Usually I think each Monday is when you're playing a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, especially on the weekend in the past, you've had uh, local uh, musicians come in yes. and, and play music and some things like that. So it's also a place where you can kind of experience art uh, here on a local level uh, with your community um, and you you uh, have told me that you've got an event uh, kind of an unusual but very very cool event coming up tonight uh, at a common ground coffee shop who's going to be there and, and what's he talking about yeah. david Intall, a uc alumni um as of i guess two years ago now yeah recently um not too far back um he is Cambodian, actually, and he is working in Cambodia um, with the English Language Institute. And David, um, if you're wanting to hear more about that, David's actually going to be at a common ground tonight speaking on what he does, what the English Language Institute does, and how he's going to be working with people there. Um, 
And if you're wanting to get involved, if you're wanting to help them out and all those different things um, all throughout this week, um, all of the tips that are given this week are going to be going to David um, that's, that's to help great. him with his journeys and travels and living expenses and whatnot. And um, if you're interested, just come by tonight. You can hear more about it. Or if you're saying, I just want to get involved, come by any other time, any tip you give on the card or with cash. I mean, either way, it's good to go. And um, David could just, David's a good friend of mine. Um, yeah. And he needs a little bit of support and I'm just doing what I can to help him. That would, any help that anybody else can give, that would be great. Um, and that's tonight at 8 o'clock at the shop. Yes. Um, David Intel will be speaking about uh, the English Language Institute in, in Cambodia. Yeah. Uh, and so we would invite people to go check that out, uh, as well as to just check the coffee house out yeah. uh, in general. I think uh, there's always room to grow, uh, but uh, I was there, I don't know, maybe a week ago or so, and, and that place was packed. Uh, and so I hope that it's also packed uh, tonight for David, because I think one of the other things that uh, a common ground does that, I mean, just quite honestly, a lot of other coffee shops don't do is you really try to give back to the community and, and give people a chance to, to have a voice and also to, to support, uh, you know, for example, David and, and his, his mission work. So kudos to, to you and everybody there at a common ground. Well, thank you. Uh, we're going to take another quick break, uh, Lee, and then when we come back in about 30 seconds, it's time for the dreaded speed round, the 20 questions round here on the big interview show. We'll be back in 30 seconds. You're listening to WCCR 94.5, The Crossroads. to WCCR 94.5. We are broadcasting live and commercial free from the campus of the University of the Cumberlands. And right now you're tuned into the big interview show with me, Jeremiah. I'm your host joined today by Lee Sharp of a common ground coffee shop, which is located right here in Williamsburg, Kentucky. Hello. Hey, and uh, we have reached the 20 questions uh, segment of the big interview show, totally unrelated to coffee, I must add. But every guest on this show answers these same 20 questions all, all uh, well-rounded questions all across uh, any topic. Uh, we'll probably hit on it before these 20 questions are through. So are you ready, Lee? Sure. Let's go for uh, it. We'll, we'll try it. We'll try it. Okay. Uh, this first one, uh, maybe the most embarrassing one of the bunch. What is the latest book or movie that made you cry? I don't want to ruin it for people, so I'm not <laughs> going to reveal um, why, Why? but um, Despicable Me Too. Hmm. Um, if you see the ending of that movie, it's just, it's one of those moments that you're just like, oh, I, oh, I can't cry. There's a bunch of kids <laughs> sitting around me because I'm sitting there in the theater with surrounded by, you know, eights, eight year olds, nine year olds, 10 year olds. And I'm like, no, you can't show hold it. it in. Hold you got to hold it in. You were 21 years old. Hold it together. But it did make you, it did make you cry a little bit. Yes. Okay. Well, that's okay. No judgment. Uh, what fictional character is most like you? most like me um i discussed this last night with a couple of friends and i find this you might find this interesting i don't know ash ketchum okay from the pokemon series um cool. he's always i don't know it's something pokemon something that i always grew up with 
um, something that I always near and dear to my yeah. heart. Um, Ash has been to multiple places. He's been to multiple different regions. He does the Pokemon battles, and he's always wanted to be the best, but he never really quite gets there. And that he just always has that determination to keep going, and that's mm. something that I don't know. I've seen in myself that I want to do the best that I can. Um, I mess up a lot. I don't always get there, but that hasn't stopped me so far. That's great. That's great. And a much deeper answer than I was expecting when you said Ash, too. Um, I thought you just wanted to catch all of something. So that's I mean, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah, with the Pokeballs. Um, question number three, Lee. we got to move on as much as I want right. to talk about Pokemon. Um, the greatest album ever is, in your opinion, Four Score and Seven Years Ago by Reliant K. It's a good album. It is. It is phenomenal. It's actually the first album I ever owned as well, but it's also fantastic all on its own. It is, it's a great album. It, it's, I think, certainly their best album. Star Trek or Star Wars? That's a little bit of a harder one now. Um, okay. It wouldn't have been so hard about three years ago before they started producing new movies uh -huh. and the next Star Wars was being announced. Currently... This I might get put on the stake for this, but it might be Star Trek right now because those last few movie, movies you like have the, been the J.J. Abrams kind of reboot. J.J. Abrams yeah. is phenomenal, and I've been really enjoying them. Um, a few years ago, I would have been hardcore Star Wars. That's just how it would have been. Yeah. But I'm a little iffy on it right now. We'll have to see how this next movie turns but, out. But that's also J.J. Abrams. I know. So that, it's he's making it hard on me. Yeah, he's he's somehow ends up in charge of both franchises, which is like I don't know how you pull that off, but. I mean, it's impressive. Yeah, yeah. Because I think one of the, the things I like best about the Star Trek movies is realizing this guy's going to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, what's one way uh, that we can make a positive difference in this world? A positive difference? Yeah. Forgiveness. Mm -hmm. um, I know that seems like such a simple thing, but there's that honest forgiveness to where you actually wish the other person well when you're on. You're realizing what they've done wrong. You're letting go of that, and then you're wishing them well. That's a hard thing to do in this day and day and time. And if we did it a little bit more, the world might be a little bit easier if we're not holding grudges against yeah. each other. Yeah, I agree. What's something that most people don't know about you? Um, I guess I'll spill one of my little secrets yeah, yeah. here. Yeah, just, um, just all our, our radio listeners. I am not a morning person. Um, I love to sleep till <laughs> noon. Says the person that runs the coffee the person shop that who opens runs at seven. Says the person who runs the that's a barista making coffee yeah. every morning. I'm honestly really not that much of a morning person. I I've never really woken up early and just been like, oh boy, let's start the day. <laughs> it's like I'm getting up around ten, going, oh why is it is it noon yet? Like, can we go get lunch? Um, but I guess coffee has inspired me to become adopt that morning person personality but i think still down deep i'm just kind of like well <laughs> if i could sleep i might try but yeah i definitely love my job and working with coffee and whatnot and mm. it, it's definitely worth getting up in the morning and seeing the sun come up and then getting that cup of joe to start the day you sleeping on saturdays though oh i do okay that's what i thought um what do you think about Jesus' claims uh, in John 14 to be the way, the truth, and the life? Hmm. It's a little bit of a difficult one there. Yeah, um, that's, I've that's, spent, that's I've spent a long time in the religion department, three yeah, years in there, yeah. um, studying theology and books and all the different things, and I could give you the, 
the textbook answer to say, oh, well, this I, is what this I, means. I, this I, is what I this. want your, your personal answer, even if you just want to answer if you find that to be true. I do find it to be true, very much so. Um, there's just a thing with looking at Jesus's life, looking at his teaching and figuring out what Jesus is all about and then realizing that later in the Bible it says that Jesus is the the re- is the perfect representation of God and realizing that's who God's like mm-hmm. the you know the the creator of the universe kind of that big spectrum sort of thing of just yeah. like this is the guy who made everything and this is what he's like he's cool you can hang out with him he likes to eat bread he likes to eat fish um he likes to throw big parties with 5000 people you know what i mean yeah. like there's something about that that just it brings it all together and then following that with the way and the truth and the life i mean in getting to know and learning more about him and learning more about god you realize more about yourself and you start really realizing hey maybe i'm not making the best choices and you can change your life around that's something that's always you can always change it's never too uh, late to start over it's never too late to start over and you can have that life of well you know this isn't who i want to be but i can always be something more something new yeah yeah uh, question number eight, I always say this uh, intentionally placed there. What do you do to, to relieve stress? How do you deal with stress? Stress. Um, well, when I'm done at the shop and it's getting a little bit crazy and whatnot, there's just a part of me that just pushes through it and just motivates myself through it and just says, you know, that kind of just suck it up and keep moving. Yeah. Um, but on the downtimes, um, as I said before, I'm not really a morning person. I love <laughs> naps. Naps are my absolute favorite. And so when I get time to and there's not much going on, there's about a 15 minute break in the middle of the day where I'm not out doing PR or talking to people. Yeah. I'm chilling out probably up in one of the up here in one of the dorms, hanging out with some of the RAs this summer, yeah. napping away. Can't beat a nap. Uh, knowing that there will be other accomplishments that come later, but to date, what accomplishment are you most proud of? I really don't know if it's called an, I don't know if I'd call it accomplishment yeah. yet, but I hold a lot of stock, a lot of stuff in this, but the coffee shop, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, I hold a lot of value in my work and what I do there and trying to create the best drinks that I can, treating them all as artwork and trying to do my best with it. And I take a lot of pride in that. Um, not in a way to brag on myself there because obviously I mess up a lot. And so that's why I question calling it an accomplishment because I've messed it up so many times, but I guess that's what made it so good is that I've now you know I've messed it up and yeah. I've fixed it and I've kept working on it and that's just something I take a lot of a lot of stock in and right rightfully so. When all is said and done, Lee, all right, what do you want to be remembered for? If I could be remembered, I guess for anything, um, another big thing that I take even probably more stock in is. Um, my friends that I've made here on campus. And um, if I could just be remembered as a friend, I'll take that over anything else. I'd almost rather just be forgotten for everything else Mm -hmm. if I could just be known as a good friend. Um, Or even if I'm not remembered for anything. I mean, I'm not saying that it's like, oh, well, you know, I'm not that great, you know, just forget about me. But honestly, I'm okay if you do. Um, I don't want people sitting there reminiscing on the past, you know, like, oh, well, you know, if Lee was around, you know, you got a life, do something with it, you're important. Mm -hmm. You're great. Get out there and do something. But I'd be like, I would love to be remembered as a great friend. That's a high quality else. answer. I just want to say that. Uh, of those who've come before you, Lee, 
who are the the most inspirational? In other words, who who are your heroes right now? My heroes, um, biggest hero, um, and this might be an answer that's given a lot. I'm not really sure, but it would have to be C.S. Lewis. Um, One of my heroes. You, as well. you read any of his mm-hmm. books? You read any of his work? And he's as probably one of the wisest people that I can say that I've ever had the the privilege of getting to read um, his wisdom, his talks about just understanding who you are and being who you are and finding out who you are in Christ and being proud of that and not having to worry about the little things and just he's a very good it's very good to take comfort in what he says um, yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely we we could have a, like a whole C.S. Lewis hour and we can just talk about how awesome he is oh, we'll okay. do that sometime um, sure Let's do it, because um, he's one of my heroes too. I just I just kept waiting. Can you say more? Can you say more? And then I realized, oh, we only have a few minutes left. But what a what a cool guy, um, Lee. Do you have any hidden talents that you wouldn't mind sharing? Hidden talents. Um, I'm trying to think of talents that a lot of people don't know. But um, I enjoy artwork. Um, I enjoy creating. Um, I love crafting, not just like what, pictures. What do you, yeah. What do you mean I, by crafting? I love doing, like, pictures and whatnot. I love drawing, sketching, different things like that. But um, a big passion of mine, I know this is really a different thing, but I love when I'm home going down to the barn. Um, I've built a lot of furniture in our house. Um, It's a lot of fun just building desks, chairs, different things like that for different people and putting old, broken furniture back together. It's just a lot of fun restoring and doing woodwork, and it's fun. Wow, wow. You know, what you call fun gives me a headache, but uh, <laughs> that's that's a, that's amazing. I wish I had that talent. Uh, Lee, what creative masterpiece do you wish bore your signature? Do I wish bore my signature? This was a little bit of an easier one. Okay. Um, the Mona Lisa. Of really? all the things. Um, Why? I'm curious. In my personal opinion, the Mona Lisa... I really hope there's nobody in... Uh, a European country listening right now, but I really don't think it's that great. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's an okay painting. It's not the greatest thing that I've ever seen painted before. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. a girl who's been painting. But it's gotten so much credit, and it's so widely known that... That's true. If somebody says name a painting... Somebody name a they're painting, gonna name they're going to name that one. And so just to have that saying, is like, oh, yeah, that's what Lee Sharp painted. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't even have to be... It's not even that great, but it's so well-known and so out there that... It doesn't matter what age you are. Everybody knows what the Mona Lisa Absolutely. is. And so, exactly, you would be known by everyone. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, what is the best thing that you've ever bought, stole, or borrowed? Bought, stole, or borrowed. Um, hmm. We always take uh, great pride in Siler Hall um, here at Cumberland's on um, getting into each other's rooms and I always love sneaking we always love sneaking into each other's rooms and just stealing little things that um, we think our friends won't notice Um, a picture off the wall uh, a pencil a pen Um, the most recent item has been this little tiki walking stick (laughs) thing that my friend had gotten he actually got it from the uh St. Louis Zoo this past year when I was working with Appalachian Ministries. Um, we were in St. Louis working with a youth group there and um, he went to the zoo and they had this little 
tiki walking stick and he thought it was the coolest thing ever he named it jimmy and i just thought it would be hilarious if jimmy disappeared and so jimmy has actually been riding shotgun with me for the past couple weeks in my car and it's been interesting (laughs) people always question whenever they get in the car and the passenger they're like why 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 do you have a tiki head in there because it's fun man Why not? <laughs> My why friend not? is probably why still looking for it right why now. Why don't you have one? Exactly. In your why don't you have one? Um, other than than water, what food or drink is is most essential to your life? Most essential. Um, the obvious answer would be coffee, oh. um, because I love coffee. But running probably a little bit before the coffee would have to be ice cream. Ice cream is. You can have food, you can have water, but when you want ice cream, there is no substitute. Mm. Let's say that you got to time travel. All right. Where would you go? When when would that be, and why would you go there? Why would I go there? Um, this is interesting. Um, a few weeks, or a few, I guess it was this last semester, um, me and my roommate have been watching time travel movies, um, Back to the Future and some of the other more popular ones that have come out recently and whatnot, and there was a group of us in there. And I actually, if I could time travel anywhere, it would be going back to that night when we were watching time travel movies (laughs) um, because I wrote myself a note and I put it in my wallet. I don't have my wallet with me right now, so I can't tell you the exact time and date, but it was this past semester I told myself, that if time travel is ever invented, you need to come back to this exact time, go outside the window, and yell my name. <laughs> um, and so I'm still, I, I never showed up that night, but I'm not sure how time travel works, so that yeah. might still come happen. And so the goal would be to go back to that night, that's, yell to myself that way. Brilliant. I know exactly that time travel actually happened. That's brilliant. So I'm still waiting on that. If something pops up in my head here in just a few minutes and I go, oh, of course time travel exists then you'll know that it yeah, works. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the the uh, political question is what we're on now. If you got the chance, what would you want to say to the leader of your country, Lee? To the leader of our country. If I could talk to Obama. Yes. Um, one-on-one. Just a one-on-one, no yep. press watching us nope. at that point. Just having a conversation just with the man. talking to him. Honestly, I would just love to just have a normal conversation, kind of like what we've been having here. Yeah. Um, big thing that I would want to say Honestly, I'd want to apologize. Um, I know that's a not the usual that you think I'd go in there and say, well, you should have done this right and you should have done this right. And that's what a lot of people are going to do. Um, but being the leader of a country, your face is plastered on everything. Anytime Congress makes a deal, anytime this happens, it's pretty much your fault. And the media loves to jump on our president's backs. I mean, it jumped on George Bush. It jumped on Obama. It's going to continue. It's jumped on them for years. And it always just loves to ride their back and point out everything that's wrong with them. And I would just like to sit down and just be like, Obama, I am sorry for what the media mm-hmm. does to you and your family. I know that not everything they say is true. And I'm sure a lot of things have gone through you and a lot of things have gone through your mind of saying, why am I doing this? And just, I guess, have that apology and say, I'm sorry for the American people and the way that we treat our leaders in that way. But what is the best thing about living where you live right now? Living where I live. Well, I'm currently staying down in Jellico um, with a family from the church. And um, in the mornings, 
um, when I'm coming to work, it's about six o'clock in the morning. Yeah. The sun is coming up over the mountains and where we're here real close, you know, the, mm. the smoke is on the top of the mountain. You know what I mean? Like you yeah. have that smoky feel and it is, it's beautiful. And I know that's just about anywhere. You, you ask somebody, what's the most beautiful thing about here? Well, the sunrises and the sunsets, but there's just something about the sun coming up and you can see the clouds over the mountains and it's breathtaking. If you've never gotten up at that point, like I hadn't before this, before I started working at a common ground, mm. um, that's something that I've got to love to, exp- that I've been experiencing this yeah. summer a lot of that I hadn't before because I didn't want to get up anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I understand that. Uh, two questions remain, Lee. All right. What are you working on now? In other words, what dreams or, or goals are you chasing? Uh, the dream or the goal right now, obviously, is working down at the shop. Um, that's the obvious answer. It consumes most of my time. Um, but the goal, I guess, of the shop would be to one day be able to grow it to where it can move out of the lower level yeah. of Cornerstone. Not that there's like something wrong with Cornerstone, but so that we're able to expand and grow and continue yeah. to get more people and be able to make a business that honestly could survive without me. Um, I'm down there all the time, like you said. Um, the goal would be that we would have that full-time staff and that yeah. it wouldn't be just me down there working and you know whoever volunteers and helps and comes out, but that it would be that business that really honestly doesn't need me, um, that yeah. has that self-sufficient sort of quality to it and that would be a that's a major goal right now and i hope i hope that you get there i hope that you get there last question lee sharp what is the best piece of advice that you've actually followed that i've actually followed see that's the tricky part yeah, 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 i can yeah, give yeah, a lot yeah. of good advice but that doesn't mean but I if followed you haven't followed it how how the, good is then it how do i know if it's good right um best piece of advice that i've actually followed um hmm. this might be a little bit of a It's not really a pessimist sort of view, but um, a friend gave me this advice um, my freshman year while I was here, or I guess it was somewhere in between freshman and sophomore year, but it was simple. It's two words. It's try losing. Um, Hmm. I'm a very goal-oriented person, and if there's anybody else out there that's a very goal-oriented person, you love to win. Everything might not be a competition, but it might as well be. Um, You want to be the best at what you can do. And if you're losing, it's real easy to get down on yourself and just say, hey, I'm just not as good as I thought I was. I should just give up. I mean, that's just something for me that I'm personally do. And my friend, he sat me down. He said, look, you are obsessed with trying to be the best. You're obsessed with trying to be number one. You're obsessed and not necessarily with like sports, but just with studies, with hanging out with friends, with this, with that. And it was just it was consuming. And it was something that if you're struggling with something that's just like, hey, I want to be the best at this, honestly, I wouldn't say go lose intentionally, but go lose intentionally. Um, go out there and I wouldn't say put your best out, but understand that you you might lose and that that's okay. And that when you do lose, that it's not the end of the yeah. world. And that's something that I had to learn very especially my sophomore year, that losing really isn't always that bad. And uh, the results of it can get you a whole lot farther in life than winning. Hmm. 
Good advice, and uh, glad that you've been able to follow that as well. Lee, that uh, that concludes our time together here on the Big Interview Show. Thanks again for being on the show. Want to remind oh, thank all- you. Oh, hey, hey, it's my pleasure. Totally my pleasure. Want to remind everybody that uh, Common Ground Coffee Shop right here in Williamsburg, Kentucky, is open Monday through Friday, 7 to 10 a.m., and also from 6 to 10 p.m. Also is open on Saturday evening from 5 to 10 uh, Lee, we, we look forward to seeing you down there at a common ground in the very near future. Thanks again for being a part of the show. Also, want to be sure and thank our listeners, uh, both that listen to this live on the air and also our listeners that listen to the podcast on iTunes. I'll be back with you next week with another edition of The Big Interview Show.